listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, go to Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to share this morning. Uh, you know, when they, like I said, when there's momentum, there's things happening, and we know that with what is going on uh, with the world, and if you're watching, you know, looking at news or seeing things, you know, God bless you, you see and understand things are crazy still. Everybody's trying to tell you what to do and how to do it and where to go and what to do uh, and manipulate your minds with what they're trying to get you to do. Uh, but thank God we've got the word of God. We've got our normal and we're not going by their normal. We don't need a new normal. We have our normal, which is always stays the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God never changes. I'm the Lord God. I change not. All of God's promises are yes and amen. Amen. So we walk to a different drummer. We walk to a different kingdom. And we need to understand how to operate in the kingdom of God. Amen. It's so vitally important that we understand what God has for us and keep moving forward in that. And the wonderful thing about God is, is he uses the same seed, the same word. He uses all the things that he's been doing to just propel us into where we need to be. Amen. You know, there's a saying, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, there isn't anything new under what God has done. He just tells us this, the old truths, the truths of the word of God can bring new things, can bring a freshness on the inside of us. You know, those of you that, you know, you plant uh, bulbs or whatever, and I'm not a gardener or anything like that. I do not like working in the yard, do not like pulling weeds. But you plant the, and they come up, and you're excited to see them come up because God brings them light. They come up every year uh, because the seed produces after its own kind it brings it up amen and it makes it beautiful and we get excited just about because of the same flowers well they were here last year why are you getting excited this year because they're back <laughs> they're actually working you know it's kind of like it's really cool so the, 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 that's why the word of God says that his loving kindness is new every morning his mercies are new every morning amen we get to see that stuff and it makes it fun. Hallelujah. But what I've found out is that we as the body of Christ need to understand that we are living in the kingdom of God. There's the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. What we're doing here, and this is what God wants to do in our lives. And aren't you glad God's not through with you and I? He's planning on taking the church and making us brighter and brighter and brighter. We are going to go out in the glory of God. Did you know that? We, you know, we, we're not going to go out of here just, oh man, isn't it glad that we escaped? We don't have an escape mentality. Glory to God. We've got a victory mentality. We've got the power of God. We want to take as many people with us. Amen? So here in Philippians chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation because I just like the way it kind of shares some things. But I just want to share some the thing with you because everything that God does in our lives, he starts it out small or he starts it out as a seed. And over time it grows and then it becomes a fruitful experience. Do you know, as a pastor, probably one of the most difficult things in your life is you keep pouring out your life. You keep trying to get people to grasp it. Can you get it? Are you getting it? Can you get it? let the word of God work in your life? And um, when you see so many people that they believe in the word of God, they believe in healing, they believe in prosperity, they believe in having a good marriage, they believe in peace and joy and all that, but they don't have any of it. <sighs> 
And it's very frustrating because you know how they can get it and just getting them to understand how to get that. And that's my goal for this morning is to get you to know how to experience, taste, and see that the Lord is good. I want you to get the experience of the seed of the word of God and what it does in you. And what, where God is working, because he's working in you. And if I can get you to look on the inside and get you to see that God's working in you, it'll change your life forever. Amen? It'll change it. It'll do great things here. So everything God does, he does uh, through a seed or through starting something. It's just a word. It's a thought. It's something that God brings to us. But it's us watering that seed that produces life. Amen? Look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He said, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you, he began the good work within you. He didn't work the good work among you. He didn't do all the things. He working the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. That's why I said, God's not through with you. Good enough is not enough. Good enough is not enough. Yeah, you're good enough. You know, actually, you're good enough to make heaven if you made Jesus the Lord of your life, which is great. But God says you're good enough to be there, but good enough is not where he wants to leave you. He wants to keep making you better and better and better. He wants to take you from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. That means he wants your life here to be glorious. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. He says, so it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, guess what? I got special favor with God. All right. Now you got to say, tell the other person like you mean it. Hey, you know, on the other side, I got special favor with God. He says, both in my imprisonment and in defending the, and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. The righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. Amen. Notice he said this. He says, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. We need to taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you say that, people say, well, how can you taste Jesus? How do you taste? Well, the Bible says this, that, you know, when, when David was saying that in Psalms, he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. In Job, it says that the ear tries words like the mouth tastes food. Which simply means you need to hear the goodness of God. You need to hear it. And when you hear it, then you need to begin to speak it out of your mouth. Because the best person to hear speaking the word of God is yourself. Because you actually are supposed to believe you more than anybody else. Now, I know we have a lot of people who are mindless and just following other people. But you as Christians, you've got the mind of Christ. You've got the spirit of God. You're supposed to be following Jesus. And the best person that you need to hear speaking God's word or God's word is you. Because guess what? Remember what I said? The kingdom of God operates on a seed principle. It operates on the principle that God gives us his word or gives us a thought or a word or things that are there. And it's a seed. It starts so small, but then it grows up. It starts so small, but then it grows up. 
and it becomes greater. Amen? See, over in Mark chapter 4, it says that here's, here's the, what do we liken the kingdom of God liken to? It? It's like the mustard seed. That when it's planted, it is the smallest of all the seeds. But when it's planted, it grows up. And it becomes greater. It becomes greater. Greater than what? Greater than everything else. And, and it becomes the biggest bush that even the birds make their nests in it. I love that because he likens the kingdom of God and the word of God to the smallest seed. We look at the word of God and we go, you know, Jesus said, I give you peace. And everything else is going, chaos, crazy, look at that. You're not going to make it. And you're like, whoa, that's loud. But you got peace. And it seems so insignificant. My peace I give unto you, the Lord says. Not as the world gives, give I, but my peace I give unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your peace is going to be full. And you're thinking, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, big deal. Jesus gave me his peace. But he ain't facing what I'm facing. See, that's one of the biggest problems. You don't believe that Jesus faced your difficulty. You think that your problem, you think what has happened to you is far greater than anybody else. You got the Elijah syndrome. Remember Elijah? He ran away. He kills 400 prophets of Baal, calls fire down from heaven supernaturally, and he gets afraid of one woman and runs away. She says, I'm going to kill you. So he runs away and he's feeling sorry for himself and he's, he's out there complaining to God, God, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. And God says, oh, quit being a baby. I got 7,000 people that haven't bowed their knees to Baal. Quit being a baby. Get up and come on. Let's do some things. We get the tendency to think. See, what happens is we think the seed of the word, it, it seems so insignificant, but what happens? It grows. It's going to grow up. It's actually going to get bigger. It's going to grow up. It's going to grow up. Hallelujah. Why? Because every seed produces after its own kind. That's the law of Genesis. That's the law. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 when we understand every, every seed has in it the potential to produce its own kind. Aren't you glad that if you plant corn, you get corn? I mean, if you plant, you know, whatever, green beans, you get green beans. Now, you may not like your vegetables, but, you know, you plant whatever it is you're going to enjoy. Because why? Because it's in its seed. It's a seed that is planted. We need to understand that. But so many people, I see so many Christians, and especially now, why is it so important right now? Listen, folks, we are the light. This is the 11th hour. Jesus is coming back. Okay, we need to understand that God chose you and I to show the world how great he is in the most difficult time since the beginning of time, since the beginning of the church. Amen? Yeah, yeah, it's going to get darker. It's going to get worse. It's going to get, I mean, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be, isn't that exciting? It's going to be, but glory to God, the church is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. People are going to run to your light. They're going to run because we're different. We're not going to conform to the world. We're not. We've got to have that light. We've got to understand this is our kingdom. When people say, how come everything seems to be working for you? How come it seems like you're not afraid about this or about that? Because I read the back of the book. We win. I also read about what God's doing because I'm not in the dark. I'm not afraid of the future. You guys do know that the holy economic things are all going to crash. Everything's going to go down. Now, whether we're here or not, it doesn't matter because God's going to meet our need. Uh, every, all of your thing, it's not based on whether or not this, that, or another. I mean, there's so much things out there. Glory to God. Wow. If you listen to everything that's out there, you would just walk around in fear. 
In fact, what you do, you just take all your money out of the bank. You just go blow it. And you'd be like Paul said, if we only have hope in this world, we might as well go get drunk and die. That's what we do, but we don't have hope in this world only. We got hope in, the, in him, and we're not frightened. We're not afraid. We're led by the Spirit of God, and so we're not. doesn't matter what happens. God's going to do it. God's going to take care. Even if he has to get the ravens to feed us, he's going to do it. He's going to make it happen. See, we need to understand that, that the kingdom of God functions on his word. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 We need to understand that. Now don't go running out and hit the banks and take all your money and go crazy, okay? <laughs> Don't do that, all right? But because uh, <laughs> the problem that we have, though, is we have a lot of people who have, they have the blade and they have the ear, but they don't have the full corn in the ear. It's a lot of things that are going on. They're like, you realize in Mark chapter 4 that Jesus said that three out of four people hearing the word of God are not going to get it. They're not going to receive the benefit of it. One is where the one there, first one there, the birds come and they just steal it. You know, the devils immediately comes and steals. The next one is, is that, you know, we, it's on stony ground. They get it. They go, oh, that's awesome. They're so excited, but they don't have any roots in themselves because they don't get themselves rooted and grounded in the word of God or get themselves rooted and grounded in church or get there. And so when persecution arises, the minute that somebody says, oh, you don't actually believe that, do you? Ah, oh, watch this, you know, and heat comes and they get scorched. But most Christians are in the area of number three where it's the cares of this life. It's where the thorns are. It's where the cares of what's going on is that we got the blade. We got the ear. It looks so pretty. It's so green. But there ain't no fruit on it. Because we're not bringing it to fruition because of all of the things that are around us, things that are choking out the word of God because they're stopping it from coming to pass. And I'm tired of that. You know, I've been pastoring, like I said, for over 40 years, dealing with people, and I love to deal with people, I love people, but my heart's desire is, is that I'm tired of people knowing, well, I know I'm supposed to have this pastor, I know that, I know this, I know, I say, yeah, I know you think you know it, but you don't know it, because you just keep saying you know it, and you're telling me it doesn't work. If you know it, it works. There's a big difference there. But the problem, what happens is with folks, is that we look at this stuff, and we kind of go... How do I get to number four, which is the good ground? Well, the problem is, is that most people are looking for the rewards out here. And they don't ever come out there until they come in here. Did you notice that it said here, look, go back to verse six. He said, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it finally is finished on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ returns, okay? It's within you. See, when you get it within you, when you understand that the Spirit of God on the inside of you, because the Bible says, you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. How do you feed that? You take hold of it, but it's renewed daily. And you get that on the inside. It's a seed that starts here, but you begin to water that seed. And you water that seed, we know by the, by the, the, the word of God, you water that seed, but actually you, by the Holy Spirit, but you also water that seed by what you say. You got to open your mouth. If you're going to take a drink, you got to open your mouth and you got to drink something. That's how you get refreshed. But the same thing, if you want to water the seed you have, you got to speak the seed. You got to speak the word of God. You just got to say what God said about you. Amen? Amen. 
See, it's, 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 we see this all the time. It's so, it's, it, we see this in people. It's so possible. People to have the seed, they have everything, but they don't get to eat the fruit. I want you to eat, to eat the fruit. I want you to have peace that passes all understanding. I want you to have joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory, the Bible says. Hallelujah. I want you to be sad. I want you to have marriages made in, not in heaven, but marriages that are great, God ordained on the earth, and how blessed they can be. Amen. I don't care how bad they are. God can turn things around and make it even better. Glory to God. I want you to be healed and whole. Amen. I want you to experience the health and the, and the healing of God. I want you to experience the blessing and the prosperity of God so you can be a blessing. So that you can just sow and give and be a blessing. And God, God can meet that need. He can use you in every aspect. Amen? Amen. See, the fruit that's on the outside is totally mirroring what's on the inside. Now, I knew that'd go over real big because people say, well, no, you don't understand. If this would just change out here, then this would happen. Man, I'd be really good. Or you go like this. The reason this is happening is because they did this. The reason this is happening is because I don't have this. The reason I can't do this is because I don't have this. And all of that's a lie. The reason you don't have anything is because you didn't get it on the inside of you. Because you can't see it. You didn't begin to take the seed of the word of God. Because if God said you can have it, you can have it. But you got to get it on. What do I mean by getting it on the inside? You got to see it on the inside of you. You got to receive it to yourself in your spirit. Hallelujah. So that you can begin to get it out. Because the Bible says, you know, out of the abundance of, of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, it always locates. You can always locate people. You always locate people when they start talking. Because that fixes landmarks in their life. That lets everybody know, this is how I am. I'm like, whoa, yep, we know how you are. We know the fruit of what's going on on the inside of you. You know? Amen. (laughs) See, God said that it's the inward man that's the soil, hallelujah, that grows the seed of truth, or it's going to grow a seed of a lie. That's why we have people that are believing, they're believing the lies. Because that's what they're hearing. That's what they're seeing. They're believing the lies. Well, who's telling the truth? All I know is Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. The only thing I know is the word of God is truth. Jesus told, he said, Father, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. So this Bible is truth. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what kind of facts. I don't care what kind of statistics. I don't care what anybody else says. I only care about what this says. And people get all mad at you. Well, you're just narrow. I am, but I'm well, I'm whole, I'm blessed, full of joy, full of life, and I love my life. Why do I want to be miserable like everybody else? Why do we want to walk around in fear? Okay, see, so we need to understand that. But see, that's the seed that you got to put down on the inside of you. And it's not this mystical thing. It's simply what God said about it. You just say, hey, I believe that. See, we as Christians ought to walk in a different thought process. We got to be renewed in the spirit of our mind is what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4. He said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What does that mean? It means you got to change your thinking. See, the treasures that you live on are your thoughts, your beliefs, and your attitudes. And your thoughts and beliefs determine your attitude. That's how you can know what people have been thinking on. But what kind of attitude, what kind of, you know, what are they, what are they, what are they giving out to us? What's going on? It's like, wow, your thought processes hasn't been very good. You know, because, you know, and, and let me just share something else with you. What good or what, what good is what you believe 
if it doesn't govern what we think, what we say, and what we do. I never understood that. I mean, people believe, I said, well, if you believe this, then it should have an effect on your life. Amen? It's the truth of the word of God. Here it is. Because see, we, we, it's, the Bible says, you know, in Matthew, there it says the good man out of the good treasures of his heart, he brings forth some things, some new, some old, some familiar. But he says, hey, he, said, he brings it up out of them. And the treasures that we live on are the thought process that we have. How, how you think God thinks towards you is so important. So important. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil. Hallelujah. Thoughts to bring you and expect it, to bring you blessings, to bring you hope and a future, the Bible says. So how's God thinking about it? God said, well, God knows the number of hairs on my head. God thinks I'm wonderfully and beautifully made. God sent Jesus to die just for me. How does God think about me? He thinks a lot about me. Hallelujah. Amen. See, when you understand that, then you don't come up and say, well, God, don't you know where I'm at? Don't you even care? He knows. <laughs> I know. We all said that. We've all been like, God, where are you? But our thought processes is got to line up with the word of God. And, and here's the thing. People say, well, my gosh, pastor, we, all these things are bombarding me all the time. I know. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, well, 3 says, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It's casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen? We've got to bring everything. Well, what is Christ? Christ is the word of God. So we've got to bring every thought into the obedience to the word of God. We've got to do that because the enemy is bombarding us with so much. There's so many voices, so much noise. But we've got to turn around and go, no, hallelujah. I've got to take hold of the word of God and I've got to guard my thoughts. Because my thoughts are what's going to bring my beliefs, what I believe in. Because what we hear is what we see, and what we see is what we do. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9 said, Paul said it like this. The things that you both hear and see and do, or see me hear, what I'm going to tell you, what I see, he goes, then, then you do them. All right? That's right after he says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are good, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, you know, lovely, good report. He said, think on these things here. Then he goes on to say, those things which you have seen, heard, and, and, and seen me do, or hear, see, and do, uh, because what happens is, is that Paul was preaching, they heard this, he said, when you've seen my actions, you've heard my words, but you've also seen my actions, do those things, because what you hear paints pictures. Amen? They paint pictures. Listen, we were the whole world was shut down by words. Words, words shut the whole world down. Well, no, Pastor, it's a it's a real thing. We know that. Listen, words create reality. So here's the thing: if those words, negative words, can create a pandemic, why can't positive, supernatural, spirit-filled words create a revival? and recreate the power and the presence of God. See, what we have a tendency to do is that we, we have a tendency to think that their words are more powerful than our words. No, your words are more powerful than anybody on the face of the earth because you've got the spirit of God living on, dwelling on the inside. You're born again. You've got a recreated spirit that's there. Amen? 
Our spirit wants to create. He wants to do great things. He wants to create the word of God. We've been born again of incorruptible seed. We've been you know, translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. And to operate in this kingdom, he gave us that spirit to be able to create, to speak, and to do. Same spirit, the same speaking spirit that when God spoke, how do things begin to happen? Your spirit wants to create what you say and what you believe. The problem is, is that you've confused it. One minute it's like, oh, I believe God's going to meet all of my needs according to God's, you know, Christ's riches and glory by Christ. And the next minute, I don't know what we're going to do. We ain't got enough money. They're going to happen. They're going to take the car. They're going to take the house. They're going to do this. What are we going to do? I don't know how we're going to handle it. And your spirit's like, do we believe that God's going to meet our needs or do we let them take the house and the car and the cat and the dog, whatever they're going to take, okay? <laughs> do we give up? Do we do it? What are we supposed to make? What are we supposed to create? We want to create something, and we can only create what they believe and speak, but what do they really believe and speak? What do they really believe? See, that's the, that's the funny thing about it is that sinners sin because they know how to sin and they do it well. Believers are supposed to believe. The problem is we don't know what to believe. Because we get all mad when we find the promises of God and the word of God. And then people say, well, oh, you're going to believe that. You're going to be one of those that believes the Bible. You're going to do these things. And we let everybody else rob us. Because it's not dependent upon what anybody else does, what goes on. It depends on what I believe in my heart. Let me just hear this. Aren't you glad when you believed and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, somebody else didn't get saved? You did. And you can't get saved for somebody else. You understand? And the same way that you got saved, the same way, Romans 10, 8. Romans 10, 8 through 10. If you don't get anything else, get Romans 10, 8 through 10. That's how we get everything in life. That's how the kingdom principle works. Romans 10, 8 says, you know, what saith it? Faith is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. Verse 9 says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made made unto salvation. See, understand, that's how everything, the way that you got saved is the way that you receive everything. It's faith in your heart, faith in your mouth, believing that what God said is true and you accept it and wow, things change. See, we look at this and we make it so hard, but the problem is, is the enemy wants to make it hard because he wants to say, yeah, yeah, you got Jesus, but that's not enough. That used to, that still makes me really, really mad. When you say what Jesus did on the cross and what he did defeating the devil and what he did for those days is not enough. enough. Yes, it is. It's more than enough. He defeated. He provided. He got God sent his son for you and I. And when we believe on him, what Jesus did was enough to get us to heaven. It was enough to get us filled. It was enough to get us, you know, thrilled. It was enough, hallelujah, to walk in his will. It's enough for what God can do in our lives. We look at this and see, so what happens is, is that, uh, you know, we want to blame everybody else. <laughs> Amen. It's, all, well, like I said, if they hadn't done that or if that hadn't happened or this, uh, hey, listen, all of us have 20-20 vision hindsight, Man, we should have invested in that. We should have invested in this. Should have done that. Could have done this. Would have done all that. Yeah. You know, 
problem is, is that God said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Which the positive side of that is, is that if I can begin to think differently in my heart, so I can be. And you're not manipulating anything. All you're doing is lining up yourself with the word of God because I want what God wants. I want to have good ground. I want what God wants in my life. I want to see this. I want to take the word of God and I want to begin to apply it to my life. You know, you know let, me just, let me just share some things real quickly here with you. You know, I grew up in church. So, man, going to church is dangerous when you grow up in church, okay? You get to see things, you know, and I grew up in a small church, so I got to see all the hypocrites. I got to see all the, I mean, we, we used to come to the business meetings, and that was the best. I mean, we had more youth at the business meetings because you knew people were going to get fights. They were going to scream. They are going to yell. I mean, it was going to be awesome. So you sat in the back, and, you said, and, you, and you'd be betting, okay, see, see the back of his head. He's getting red. He's going he gonna to yell in just a minute. He's going to blow up over here, you know, and uh, it, it, was, it was exciting. You know, it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and uh, uh, and they'd make the pastor, see, and the pastor, all, he was the moderator, so people would get up and talk and tell how terrible he was, and, and he couldn't say a word. He just was the moderator. He just had to point, okay, it's your turn. It's your, he couldn't defend himself, couldn't do anything. That's when I said, I ain't never being a pastor. But see, when you go to church, you get to see a bunch of all these things that are taking place and what's happening, and, and you get to see how, and, and so when God called me, when I, when I got born again, then when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and when God called me, I said, God. I can't do church like church. I can't be a pastor like that. You know I can't keep my mouth shut. (laughs) You know, and you know that this has to work. If you want me to preach this, you got to make it work. I know you love me. I know I love you. I know I'm born again. I know. But let me just, for me to say any of this, it's got to work in my life. Amen. Amen. And I fought God. My first four years of ministry, I wasn't licensed or ordained or anything. I was in full-time ministry because I didn't want it. I didn't want to be an ordained or a licensed shoe salesman. I didn't want to be anybody. I just said, Lord, just leave me alone. He said, well, let's make this thing work if you don't do it. I said, all right, let's do that. And he made it work. The rest is history. The key is, but the key is, is that when you look at it, see, because what happens is people grew up and they see things. And the minute that you say, man, I used to remember going, did you see this in the Bible? I bring a scripture and they go, you mean you just now got that? And I'd look at them and go, mean you knew all about this and you still act the way you act? I got in trouble a lot. I got sent to the pastor's office a lot, okay, as a kid. I did. Now, see, I don't have, a, you guys can't come to my, we don't do that here, but back then they did, okay. Back, back when I was growing up, everybody in the church could whoop you, so you, you, just, you just had to be, had to be good. <laughs> you know, see, we're really nice. We're under grace now. Back then, we weren't under grace. It was the law. It was the law. You made a noise. It didn't matter. You didn't know who was coming at you, man. You thought, you thought you faked your mom and dad out, but it wasn't matter. Somebody else was going to get you. But see, the problem is, is that I saw all of these people who believed it. They believed in prosperity. They believed in healing. They believed in, in, in what the Word of God said about marriages. They believed the Word of God about all this stuff. Even the fruit of the Spirit, you'd see things. They believed all this stuff. they talk about it, but it wasn't real in their lives. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me because if it's not real... I don't want it. You know, what's going on? 
He, and the Lord began to deal with my He said, every one of them has a seed. The problem is, is they're not believing the seed. They're not taking the seed and watering the seed. And they're not acting upon the seed that they have. See, the seed's there. God will show you something. God will do something. He'll bring it. But you've got to take that seed and go, yes, you know, I'm going to hang on to this because God said it. And I'm going to, what do I hang on to? I begin to say that, yeah, it's mine. I, I speak that into, into, into my life because that's what God said about me. God said this. So I'm just going to, I'm going to act like it. I'm going to walk in it and I'm going to receive the benefit of God loving me. Amen. Amen. It's so hard for people to do because they, it's easier to blame everybody else. And God told me, he said, listen, if you'll take care of the tree, the fruit will take care of itself. What that simply means, if you'll take care of what's on the inside of you and you guard your heart, you walk in love, you guard your heart, don't let anything, don't let any weeds come in and mess with your garden. Amen. Amen. Don't let any offense, don't let any unforgiveness, don't let any doubt, don't let any unbelief come in and mess with your garden. Amen. Because what happens is, is the enemy's always trying to come in and get you to see something different. He's always trying to get you distracted, get you off of this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, the key is, remember I showed you, our spirit wants to make, it wants to create things. But I wrote this down. Many times we deceive our own heart uh, with our own words by not speaking what the word of God says. So our spirit, you know, it basically is trying to figure out what are we going to do. And so we we get into this position of, is that what I believe or is that not what I Do I really want that to happen? Do I not really want that? I bet if we had somebody follow you around for a day, listen to what you say, and the minute, you know, they say, do you really believe what you just said? You'd be saying, what did I just say? Because you don't even know what you're saying. So I said, well, you just want us to have all this great thing. No, what I want you to do is to realize that words are important. We had whole, all we had is people got on and said, hey, this is coming, this is happening, we all need to do this. Everybody did it. Why couldn't we go on and say, hey, this is coming, Jesus come, we all need to get saved and have seven billion people comply. Why not? It's the same words. Why not? It wasn't. No, because, but because sickness, because of these, because everybody's afraid to die, everybody complied. And really, they weren't afraid to die, they're afraid to live. Yeah, that, that, that bugs me. It really does. I'm sorry. It really, really does, you know, because, you know, the enemy, and I'm not saying, listen, I had, I already had it, got it, all that kind of stuff, you know. Now, yes, you know, it was no big deal to me. It was a big deal for a lot of other folks. We've prayed with people, praying through. We love people. We have compassion. Same thing I do. Whatever the enemy would try to attack to your body. Amen? The key is, is that there was, there's no reason for fear. There's no reason to get caught up in things in the sense of, of oh my gosh. You know, it, it, it stopped us. And see, but we talk about the Word of God. We talk about what I'm talking about today. That's nice, Pastor. I heard that before. I know that. And you have no idea what you're talking about. You know, you've heard that. You know that. That's how you know what's on the inside of people. Because when you give scripture to somebody and they go, oh, I heard that, I know that, or you're just now getting that, I totally know that they don't got it. They never got it. Because when you give me the scripture, you give me something from the word of God, I go, yes, that's so good, isn't that so wonderful? That's awesome. Why? Because it's God's word, it's God breathed. My heavenly father spoke it. Hallelujah. It's supernatural. Miracles come from this word. See, I value this. I believe this. Now, I've been, I've been accused by lots and lots of pastors to say, you know, you're weird. You actually believe that. Notice I said lots and lots of pastors. Lots and lots of pastors. They're like, I said, and I look at them and go, time out. 
You don't believe that? Well, yeah, I know it's true, but, man, we, but we still need to do something. I said, wait a minute, God said. God said we can do this. God said no weapon formed against you can prosper. No weapon. I don't care if they got a gun. I want that. No weapon can prosper. And every tongue, you got people talking about you? Every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you get to condemn. Now, if what they're saying is true, repent. See, that's the thing. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. Glory to God. Let's, let's move on. But if it's not, you take authority over words. Why? Because God fights our battles. See, that scripture in, in Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against us can prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, saith God. And he says, and their righteousness, their right standing is of me. God says, I'll fight your battles if you let me. That's why I tell people, don't come. Don't come and try to come against me. You'll end up dying. That's not a good thing. Not because I want you to. That's not a threat. That's because I let God fight my battles. You see, the problem is you come against me, I'm going to pray for you. I am. And I'm going to ask God to give mercy on you. Amen. It's all you actors. Listen, I've been lied about, written in books, coast to coast. So I'm too old for doing anything right now, you know. You know, one of the, I mean, you've been in this, you do this. And the older I get, the more the Word of God just becomes so much life to me. It's become so much. And I'm like, God, you can come in. But let's, let's just take hold of this because I have no greater joy than to know that my kids, my children walk in the truth. I want you to get it. I want you to have it. I want you to have what God says you can have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's desire for that. Amen. I mean, because see, our thoughts and our beliefs and our attitude, they determine what we see. Remember the story, and we'll close on this. Uh, You know, the story of of Jacob. He got his wages changed how many times? Ten. Ten times, actually. Ten times. He changed his wages ten times. Now, he worked seven years to get Rachel, and they tricked him and gave him Leah. So he had to work another seven years to get Rachel. Dude, that that was his wages. He didn't get anything else. But then after that, the whole time he has two wives, Laban changes it ten times. Ten times. I mean, how would you like to have your wages changed ten times where you you, you keep working and it doesn't get it? So he said, well, he's going to get ready to go. He said, okay. God gave him a dream. He got the spotted and speckled. Cheap. And so Laban thought, no, this is pretty good. We don't have very many. Let's separate them. Let's put them over here. But he, Jacob had a dream. So what did he do? He took some reeds, took some sticks, and he made stripes on them. And he, and he cut them so they could see it. So whenever they would go get water, or whenever they would go to the place where they, they would meet, they would see speck. And we all know, that. What, what in the world is that? Why? That's not going to make any difference. If you got two black cows, you're going to have two black cows. You're going to have black babies. You're going to have that thing there. If you got white cows, you're going to have the white. I mean, they're going to look like what they are. Not according to God. God turns around and says, watch what we can do. And we see that he get all the spotted and the speckled, and he got everything. Why? Because he put something in front of him. He got a word from God. See, we look at the old things, what he got a dream. That's how they got words from God, was dreams. We've got the written word of God. God's going to give us a scripture. God's going to give us things. And God can give us stuff even supernaturally, too. When he does, we act on it. We receive it. We look at that, and we go, wow. Check that out. But see, Psalm seventy-eight forty-one. The Bible says that the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel. 
How many of you know that we can limit God in our lives? In fact, that's what we're doing right now. And we can't afford to do that now, church. We've got to allow God to be God in our lives. And so we've got to be speaking words of life. Amen? Amen. And you can either let every problem you have be a stumbling block or you can have it be a stepping stone or something that's going to launch you into bigger and better things because it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to affect you. Amen? Because you're the one that's tilling your garden. This is what goes on here. See, remember what I said? You have your thoughts and your beliefs, but then you have your attitudes. Isn't it amazing that what kind of attitude is the church supposed to have right now? We're not supposed to have an elitist. Yeah, supposed to have an attitude of like Christ, an attitude of love. Amen? We're not doing things because, oh, we think we're better. We're doing things because we know more. We know the truth. We know where this is headed. We know what's going to happen to the earth. We know what kind of chaos is coming. Folks, we're not in the dark. We're the ones that have the answers. And the answer is Jesus. They can't see it, but the answer is, listen, this is what's going to take place. And if they don't want to hear it, that's fine. We just go next. But we at least got to tell them. And we at least got to show the love of Jesus, the love of Christ. See, because when you're tilling your garden, everybody's going to wonder, why are you at peace with yourself? Why do you have joy? Why, why does things work out? Why do all things work together for your good? Why? Because they, you know why all things work together for my good? Because I'm called according to his purpose. You know, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to those who are called according to the purpose of God. Amen? We see those things there. We see what God, God said it. He said all things. Everybody gets mad. How come everything just seems to work out for you? Because God said it would. See, we get all nervous about that. Well, you know, and then people go, well, pastor, I know when you had this or this problem. We all deal with things. But just because there's things on the out, just because my garden, my heart, my spirit on the inside, the man on the inside of me, glory to God, is being renewed day by day. It's growing. The word of God, hallelujah, is a blessing in there because I keep watering the seed and the seed keeps producing. Amen? Amen? Amen. See, here's the problem is many people, many Christians have done this. They do what they ought to do, but their actions and their attitudes never, never become their desire. They're doing it because they're trying to get something. See, one of the biggest problems in the body of Christ is that we do things, we get saved because we think what God can do for us, what he's going to do, you know, and most people are forcing themselves to be nice. Some people take extra grace required, but... The key is, is that when you do what the word of God says and you do it because you want to, because there's a hunger and a desire because of your love for God, guess what? Things begin to turn. We don't go to church because we think we're going to get brownie points with God. We don't do things because we think we're going to get this. We do things because the love of God's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that enables us and the love of God constrains us to reach out and because we don't want anybody to go to hell because God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God wants all people to know the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He wants all of the promises of God to be in their lives. That's what it is. So don't be mad at people because they get mad at you they just don't know as much as you know. And they're upset because you're not worried. You're upset because you're not acting like them. They're upset because it seems like you're getting your needs met. You're getting these things. But glory to God, that's because you understand the seed principle. You understand that you're operating in the kingdom of God. You just tell them, well, in our kingdom, there's plenty. 
In our kingdom, there's enough. There's more than enough. See, we can take hold. See, that's the difference. We're supposed to be different. We're not supposed to conform with the world. Amen? Hallelujah. Bow your head. You guys are drawing too much now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you. I've gone long enough, Father, long enough. Lord, thank you for these wonderful folks. And it seems like I'm just trying to force something or shit, but in my heart, Father, I want to get this across. I want them to experience the seed of the word of God. I want them to know how awesome you are. You're so amazing, Father. You made a way where there seems to be no way. You created things. You can create things out of nothing, just like you did the world and the universe and everything. You spoke it all into existence. And Father, you gave us your word so that we can speak your word. Not, not, not just flipping things, but your word. Your word. We can speak what you said. And you declared hallelujah, that you would bring your word to pass in our lives. Father, I love each and every person, everyone that's watching. They're so precious. And when I get excited about what has happened in our earth and what has happened around the whole world concerning all this, it's not that I'm saying or denying anything. I'm denying the right of what words have been spoken to influence my life. And I'm denying the right for any disease or anything to stay in my life. Because I have a right to do that. I have a right to declare your promises that no plague can come nigh my dwelling. I have a right to declare that healing is in my body. I have a right to declare that you're going to meet and supply all of my needs because you said you would. It's for me. It has nothing to do with anybody else because my prosperity, my healing, uh, my deliverance, my joy, my peace is not with anybody else. It's with you and my relationship with you because you're my joy. You're my peace. You're my provider. You're my healer. You're my deliverer. Hallelujah. You are my all in all. Hallelujah. And you do all things. Father, my heart is is that each person would take hold of that. And then not hoard it, but give it away. And love everybody around them. Father, that's my heart's cry, my heart's prayer for the body of Christ. But now, Lord, the reason for all this, the reason that we know how to operate in the kingdom is so that we can invite others into the kingdom. So that we can see people born into the kingdom of God. People can get that are family members who are in fear or are family members who don't understand that they can begin to see the love of God. They can begin to see God's hand upon us and they can see us touching lives. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for it. Father, as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed and whoever's watching this, if you're watching this or you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you once did, but you want to come back to God. I know we had a ton of people last Sunday come and that was so awesome because when God touches your heart, you just respond. But here's the, here it is. is that God, Jesus loves you. Jesus said, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. And that is true. So if you're here, hallelujah, and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, or you need to come back to God, you're saying, hey, man, I just need to come and get my life right. Just raise your hand real high so I can pray for you because God loves you. He cares for you. He does. Hallelujah. Second thing is, is that don't let the enemy beat you up. 
We all missed it. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But thank God for forgiveness. You just ask God and you let God forgive you. You forgive yourself and you go. You admit it. You quit it. And you forget it. And you go and sin no more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, Lord, I don't only pray for these, but I pray for all those that are there. Lord, you're an amazing God. You are, you are. I love you and praise you, Father. Father, the best is yet to come for Harvest Bible Church and for all those connected, but not just for us, but for the church universal, Father, those that are loving you, those that are reaching out. So my heart's cry is that we speak your word, we speak your seed, we declare, we plant it in our hearts, Father, and we just see it grow into an intensity, see it grow to the place that it needs to. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father God, for your amazing grace upon our lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.